Welcome to the weekly podcast for City Chapel at Slaughter Creek, the world's okayest church, right here in Austin. Get to know us better at citychapelchurch.com. We're so glad that you joined us today and hope you enjoy the message. No, I just want to start off something today, uh, a thought, and uh, we're going to expand on it here in the coming weeks, but um, I, I really want to talk about um, moving. Uh, we are moving here into this space, um, and that's a physical reality, but there's also a spiritual component to it, a spiritual dimension to it that I have sensed, um, just even, even with the people um, that, that have been helping us. Um, people are making a move. People are moving toward God. People are getting closer to God, and I want to encourage you to jump in on it. I want you to encourage you to join us. Um, and I want to talk about a move. And so we're going to go to 2 Kings. Um, this is, this, don't, don't, don't worry about this. This is just uh, buoyancy so I can jump higher. Um, go to 2 Kings chapter 7, and um, we're, we're going to read from there. Uh, let's see, we got some stuff there. Yeah, that, that's cool, guys, plugging that in. 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 1. Uh, this is an Old Testament passage. Elisha is uh, dealing with the king um, of God's people, and they are surrounded. They have been surrounded by their enemy, uh, the Arameans. They've been surrounded on all sides, and they've been walled in, and they can't get out of their city. It's, it's called a siege. Uh, you guys ever heard of a siege where, where, where one army will surround another, arm, uh, another uh, country that's walled in and just not let them get any resources into the country or resources out of the country? And that, 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 what it does is they're trying to starve them out. They're trying to choke, uh, put a stranglehold on the economy and, and basically make them, force them to come out and surrender. Uh, Israel knows that they can't fight their enemy um, toe-to-toe. And so they're, they're hiding, hiding in their, in, their, in, 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 in their walls. And so the Arameans are being patient. Um, you might, you might want to know that the enemy of your soul is very patient. He's not, he's not in a hurry. He's, not, uh, he's, got, he's, he's got a long view of your life in mind. It's not this week. It's not next week. It's, babe, it's blowing the other way. No, you're... Okay. You... The dust was on the stage, but it's anointed dust. <laughs> hey, does, does, does that feel good? Is that all right? Wiping your eyes a little bit? Okay. Yeah, no, I'm good. I preach in Mexico under a tent. I'm fine. That's strong. That's powerful. Should we put it on the floor? So it's not hitting people in the face? You're on the phone? Okay. Figuring stuff out. And so their enemy is patient. He's waiting. He's waiting for them to starve to death or come out and surrender. And uh, meanwhile, they are starving. And that's the context that we find here in, in 2 Kings chapter 7. Elisha, uh, talk, talking to the king, he says, Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says about this time tomorrow. A uh, sia of the finest flour will sell for a shekel and two seahs of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. Um, for those of us that aren't familiar with old school um, shekels and stuff, that's really cheap. And because they're under siege, uh, bread is really expensive. And so anytime an economy goes down, the basic necessities, the price of basic necessities go up. 
So bread is really expensive. Water is really expensive. Elisha says, I'm telling you, uh, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says about this time tomorrow. You're going to be able to buy a lot of bread for a little bit of money. And this is a shock to them. This doesn't make any sense because bread is so costly right now. You're dropping gold for bread. Because when your family's starving, you'll pay whatever, whatever it takes. And, and so what, what, what he says is, he says, God's going to do something. God's going to do something in this country, in this region, for, uh, for his people that's going to be so revolutionary that your reality, your, your, your economic reality is going to change. You're going to be able to buy bread for so cheap because you're going to have so much bread. You're going to have so much water. You're going to have so many resources that it's, it's, just, it's, it's, it's just going to be cheap. You're just going to stop by 7-Eleven, get some bread on the way home. This is all, everything you are so concerned about and worried about and consumed with, the, it's, it's, it's going to become easy to get. What's been so hard for you to get, what's been so hard for you to obtain, you're going to be able to obtain so easily. And the issue, the issue was not the bread. The issue was not the flour. The issue was not even the water. The issue was the enemy. The enemy had a, had a chokehold on their resources. And so he's saying God's going to deal with this enemy. God's going to deal with the thing that's stopping the flow from coming to you, from that, 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 that's, that's holding off the blessing of God to you. God's going to deal with it about this time tomorrow. We're talking 24 hours, you know? Um, uh, so about this time yesterday, this place looked a lot different, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people came in and about this time tomorrow. But it's, it's hard to believe when you give it a short time frame like that. If you say, well, yeah, in about 10 years, God's going to work things out. But a short time frame, a quick time frame, a quick turnaround. God's going to do something quickly. This is, this is a difficult thing to believe. And so in verse 2, the officer on whose arm the king was leaning. The officer on whose arm the king was leaning. God, be careful on whose arm you're leaning. <laughs> it's just, you, you, you gotta, you gotta be careful. You got to be careful. The officer on whose arm the king was leaning said to the man of God, you got you, you to be careful. See, the king was starving. The king was starving. And when you're starving, when you're vulnerable, there are lots of people that are happy to come alongside you and offer a loving arm. But not every arm that's there for you to lean on is there for you. Sometimes they're in it for what they can get from you. They're in it for the validation of your, of your confidentiality. They're in it for the validation of your relationship. They, 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 that's, that's what they do. They're, they, man, there's some people that always got folks leaning on them. And you gotta, you gotta watch out for those people because they're attracted to starve, starving people because they wanna be the source of strength for somebody because they haven't figured out enough. They don't have enough self-worth in themselves. So they come alongside starving people and say, here, you can lean on me. The problem is though, their job and their identity depends on somebody starving. And so this guy who's got a job specifically because of the poverty that the people are in, he steps up to Elisha, the officer on whose arm the king was leaning, says to the man of God, look, even if the Lord should open the floodgates of heaven, could this happen? You gotta, you gotta be careful on whose arm you're leaning. You gotta, I, as for me, I'm gonna lean on the everlasting arms. The, we got a building now, we can store some hymnals under those chairs. The arm of flesh will fail you. You dare not trust your own. You got to lean on the, you got to lean on Jesus. If you're leaning on people, man, 
Gotta be careful, but Jesus never lets you down. Jesus never disappoints you. Jesus, God, like, like this is the thing. The, the, the king is leaning on a human's arm who doesn't even have faith enough in a God that God can actually do anything. And he has this doubt inside of him and says, this could never happen. And I love Elisha's response. Elisha says, Elisha says, you will see it. He doesn't explain how it's gonna happen. He just says, you will see it, but you will not eat of it. You will see it, but you won't eat it. And this is, this is, this is the burn, man, for people who, who cannot have faith in what God has said. They see the blessing of God, but they never get to eat it. And if you finish reading this story, this guy, God does what he says he's going to do. There are all these resources. And the king assigns this guy to guard the gate to stop everybody from rushing in to get all the resources because he's trying to create order. And it's so interesting that the guy who doesn't have faith for God to do something for him also, does it, also tries to keep other people out from the blessing that they have. And he's standing in the gate and the people are so hungry, they end up trampling him. He dies at the edge of all of the resources trying to keep other people from getting what he didn't believe God could do for him. You gotta be careful. This, this, this doubt is so dangerous. What he's saying is my need is bigger than God's supply. If God opens the windows of heaven, that's everything God's got. If he gives, a, if he just pours out all of his resources, it's not big enough for my need. My need is bigger than his resources. My sin is greater than his forgiveness. My shame is greater than his mercy. My human error is greater than his ability to work strongly on my behalf. My mistakes in my marriage is greater than his ability to reconcile the unreconcilable. My, what I've killed is so dead he can't raise it to life oh be careful when you say even if God if you say even if God I mean right there that's 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 the end of the sentence if God steps in anything can happen anything is possible 24 hours ain't nothing to Jesus when he steps in so, I mean, if we're talking about moving, the next couple of weeks I'm going to talk about you all moving, but the first thing you need, you need to understand is that God is on the move. God is moving. God is doing something. you got to have faith. Even though you're surrounded, man, there's a God who's surrounding what surrounds you. There's a God who's above what surrounds you. There's a God who's greater than, than what is greater than you. And if you can put your faith in a God who is moving and working on your behalf, even when you can't see him, but man, if you can't, you'll end up seeing what God does, but you won't be able to eat of it. You'll see it. You'll see City Chapel doing that. You'll see that family doing that. You'll see this person over here, and you'll, you'll, you'll get a glimpse of it, but, you're, but, but, but you won't be able to step into it. So that's, that's, that's part of what I'm saying is just move in. Move in. Don't move out. Move in. <laughs> We're moving into here. Why don't you move into God? Why don't you move into a commitment to God? Why don't you move into just putting all the chips on the table in belief that God is good? Maybe you can't see God being good in your life, but can you trust that his word is true and that he is good, that he does love you, that he is working on your behalf? I'm telling you, if you could understand how committed God is to blessing you, to doing everything in your life that he has promised to do. If you could understand how committed a sovereign God is. See, the, see, see your, your doubt, this guy's doubt doesn't stop God's power. It doesn't stop God from doing what he says he's gonna do. Elisha says, you know what, you don't believe it, but it's still gonna happen. But it stops it from coming to you. 
It stops you from being able to eat from it. So God's still going to provide a great deliverance. God's still going to work mighty miracles in this area. And even just now, God, I'm telling you, God is on the move. We've had two weeks to do this, and this is all volunteer work, except, except a guy put up like part of those and helped us with the ACs. Other than that, everything is volunteer hours. God is on the move. Uh, we, we, we didn't have to pay anybody to do any of this. Jesus paid them all. Jesus paid it all. Another hymn. Here we go. Jesus is paying them all. Like, like that's, that, that's, that's crazy. Six, like what, nine months ago when God spoke to me about looking for a building, I said, well, that's great, but we don't have enough money and we don't have enough people to do the work. And God said, just start looking for a building. I'll provide the money and I'll provide the people to do the work. And, and the money came in from the people and the people came in to do the work and God is on the move. We've been meeting in here every night for the past two weeks. We've been praying for Poppy, uh, had a serious situation in her body. Nick was in the hospital. Ashley had a lot of situations in her body. She ended up in the hospital. And so we pray for Poppy. A few days later, she shows up in the prayer meeting. We pray for Nick. A few days later, Nick comes to the prayer meeting. Pray for, for, for Ashley. Ashley comes to the prayer meeting. We're praying, we're praying for people. And God is doing stuff that we can't do. We can't make up. Can't do that. God is on the move. God is doing something. God is moving. I'm telling you, he, when we say healing is here, we literally mean actual physical healing from cancer, from cysts, on, 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 on different parts of your body, from, from, from all kinds, all kinds of healing is here. God is on the move. He's doing stuff. He's building. He's not just building this. He's building this, and he's building this, and he's building it together, and he's joining it together, and he's growing it up, and he's maturing us, and he's teaching us, and, and he's, he's taking us so much further. And so even from nine months ago, there's no way we could have had the resources to do what we could do. No way we could go to the 2.0. We were still at the, the 0.9, you know. We weren't even at the 1.0 yet. And, and I said, well, I don't know how we can do this, but, but it's like when you get ready to make the step, when you get ready to make the leap, when you get ready to move, God has already started moving before you even move. You don't make the first move. I don't make the first move. God makes the first move. He's working behind the scenes in people's hearts and people's lives. He's doing things. And it's amazing to see him step in and do, do amazing things. And he says, you will see it with your own eyes, but you will not eat of it. And now this is the part where it gets really funny. Verse three, now there were four men who had leprosy. Leprosy is a, is, a, is a disease where it attacks your nervous system and your skin and you can't feel anything. And in those days, it was completely incurable. And all the lepers were, were made to live outside of the city. So these guys are in a really awkward place. Uh, they, they, they can't get in the city, but they can't go anywhere out because the, Aram, the Arameans are out there. So they're, they're in between the enemy and the king. So they're actually in the most vulnerable spot. They're, they're, they're the homeless people. They're the homeless people of those days. And anytime things get, get tough, the, the homeless feel it first and they feel it most. Which is why we reach out to them, which is why we love them. Because, because they're getting, if, 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 if you're getting hit, if you're having to work two jobs to make that, if you're, if you're feeling it, let me tell you, people who don't have any place to live, they're feeling it even more. 
And so these guys, I mean, these guys are the lowest. They're out there. They are literally stuck between a rock and a hard place. They, there's these three leper, four men with leprosy, and they're at the entrance of the gate. They're sleeping outside, and they say to each other, why stay here until we die? There you go. That's, that's the question. That's the question for you. Why stay here until we die? Why stay right where we're at until we die? They're starting to, to think through their future. And they say, if we say that we'll go into the city, well, the famine is there and we'll die. If we stay here, we die. So, they say, let's go over to the camp of the Arameans and surrender. If they spare us, we live. If they kill us, then we die. <laughs> these guys, these guys have been listening, these guys have been listening to a lot of country music. You're going to die anyway. Uh, I love a little bit of realism though, you know? I mean, come on, if you're, if you're in a tough space, say you're in a tough space. You don't have to put on a show. You don't have to pretend. I mean, if, 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 if life is difficult, then say life is difficult. If you're, if you're grieving, say you're grieving. There's no, there's no shame in that. I, there's, there's great clarity. There's great clarity when, when, when you get honest with yourself. If I stay here, I'm dead. If my marriage stays on this track, this is where it's going to lead. If my kids stay on this track, this is where it's going to lead. It's, it's good sometimes not to be negative and down, but just to be honest, just to look around and say, man, where is this leading? Where are we going? If I keep, if I keep hanging out with those people, <laughs> this is where it's going. If I keep engaging, you know, on, on, on this social media, man, this is where it's going. It, you, sometimes it's good just to say, this isn't working. This ain't working. What we're doing is not working. This is not what God wants for me. This is not healthy for me. This is not good even. And so to recognize where you're at and then to say, man, I, I'm going to need to make a move. I'm going to need to make a move. And sometimes there are some things actually that, that, you, that, that you, you can't make a move on. And, um, and I just want to clarify that because last week I was talking about man's responsibility. That's, that's what my sermon was about, our responsibility. Um, uh, I forget the title of the sermon. It was, it was what? What? Uh, there you go. Uh, that's the title of the sermon. And it was all about how, how, how we have a role to play. God's calling us to do something. I wore my work clothes. I had a piece of stud that we cut out from there and the drill. And um, I just talked about how we can build something for God and how we have responsibility. But, but the truth is sometimes I, 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 I kind of go too far on that edge. You know, I kind of I like, all right, just pull yourself up. Let's, let's just do this. Let's go. And, go. and um, somebody sent me an email that week and, or, um, on Sunday that day. And I'm so thankful for it because, because this, this person expressed how um, I, was, I, was talking about, I was talking about denying your flesh and, um, and about fasting and how fasting can, can be a great way, going without food, uh, it can be a great way for Americans who think when they're, they're, when, when they're hungry that something's wrong with them. Um, it can be a great way for Americans to really get their flesh under control, get their spirit ahead of them. And I mentioned that usually when I talk about fasting, people start saying that they have medical conditions. And, um, and, so, and so, so this person emailed me and just, just, 
just wanted me to clarify and really, really brought some correction to me that I didn't clarify enough last week that there are actually people with real medical conditions. And it, you know, and it's, it's real. And there's not anything you can do about that. You might've been born with that or something might've happened in your life where, where you have medical condition. And if that's the case, look, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry if I, if I made you feel bad about that because I don't, I don't, I don't put any shame on you at all. Um, God doesn't put any shame on you for that. That's not, uh, it's not like of the devil or anything. It's just your situation. You have other ways that you can put your flesh down though. And um, I'll always challenge you to do that. But if you, but if you say you have medical condition, you've never been to the doctor and you haven't been diagnosed and you just think that every time your stomach rumbles that, you know, something's wrong with you, that's not true, okay? Uh, I'll always challenge that excuse, but man, if you actually do have a medical condition, like by all means, don't fast, don't kill yourself. God doesn't want you to do that, okay? It's not a test of your faith. God wants you to, to be safe and to be healthy and find other ways to challenge your flesh. Uh, is, for instance, somebody in our church recently quit their job so that they could come to church because their job was keeping them away from church. And they, she kept telling them, well, if you, you, know, you know, I need to be to church. I need to be at church. I need to be at church. I need to get some Sundays off. And they said, yeah, 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 yeah. They did the Texas, they did the Texas no, which looks like this. That's the Texas no. You gonna be at church Sunday? It's, that's the Texas no, I figured it out. I'm from Michigan, I, it took me a while. I thought when people said yes, that's what it meant, but no, it doesn't, it's not at all. It doesn't at all. And sometimes they just beat me to it. Like, like, like I, I ran into one guy, I hadn't seen him in like a year. And uh, uh, he's with his girlfriend, he's like, this is my pastor. And I'm like, I am? And uh, he said, yeah. And I said, yeah, yes, yes, absolutely, yes. He's, a, he's with me, he's with me. And he's, he's like, I'll see you in church on Sunday. I said, you will? And. <laughs> He, I didn't see him, but that was the Texas thing to say to pastors. That's what you tell them, just to make them feel good. I guess, I don't know. I was like, you don't have to lie. Like, it's all right, man. Like, if you're not in church, like, I'm still praying for you. I'm still thinking about you, but it's all good. But anyway, <laughs> see, there I go again. Just making fun of, I'm sorry. If you're, if you're here today, if you finally showed up the first time in two years, we're so glad. We're so glad, for real. Been waiting, been waiting for a while. Uh, but seriously though, you know, she, her, her, her work told her, yeah, we'll give you time off. We'll give you time. Wouldn't give her time off. Finally, she said, all right, I'm quitting so I can go to church and I'm going to trust God to provide for me, find me another job. But I got to be in church because my soul's more important than my wallet, than my bank account. I got to, I got to get fed around. I got like, something's got to, I can't be starving all the time can't be starving. These guys are starving and they're like, man, something's got to give. Something's got to shift. Something's got to change. I got to, I, 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 I got to move. We got to at least try that. We got to at least go over to the Arameans. I mean, it's dangerous, but man, let's make a move. And so they, so they do that. They make a move. And at dusk, because they didn't want to be seen. So at night they, they got up, went to the camp of the Arameans. When they reached the edge of the camp, no one was there. It's a crazy story. No one was there because, get this, the Lord had caused the Arameans to hear the sound of chariots and horses and a great army. So that they said to one another, uh, one another look, the king of Israel has hired the Hittite and the Egyptian kings to attack us. So they got up and fled in the dark and abandoned their tents, their horses and their donkeys. They left the camp exactly as it was and ran for their lives. 
So the four men with leprosy reach the edge of the camp and enter into one of the tents. <laughs> you, got, you got Papa Bear, Mama Bear, little bit. They eat, they drink, and they're like, man, there's silver and gold around here. These clothes fit me. Just my size. They take them, they go hide them. The Bible's hilarious, man. This is crazy. They return and enter, go into another tent, took some things from it, and hid them also. I mean, th these guys have won the lottery. They're like, they're like, well, we're going to die. We just need to make a move. It's amazing how sometimes the enemies you think you have to fight, you don't even have to fight them. You just have to move in that direction. Like while they're talking about it, God's creating these little sounds of chariots and horses. I wonder which army it was that they were hearing. It wasn't a human army. I wonder what army they were hearing. God let them hear the sounds of something much greater than a human army, and it scared them to death, and they retreated. God was, God was fighting for them before they even decided to make a move. I'm telling you, God is on the move. He's been preparing a way for you. If you'll just start stepping in the right direction, if you'll just start moving in the right direction, you probably won't have to fight as many enemy, enemies as you think you'll have to fight. You'll probably not have to deal. God's already gone before you and dealt with so many things that if you just walk into your victory, your victory's already been accomplished through Jesus Christ. The blood that he shed on the cross is enough for your healing, your salvation, your sanctification, your, your shame can be gone from what he did 2,000 years ago. In Ephesians chapter 2, it tells us, it tells us that we rose with, from the dead with Christ when Christ rose from the dead. That's 2,000 years ago. And it tells us we were seated with him in heavenly, heavenly places when he, when he sat down. That was right around 2,000 years ago. If you could understand what's already been accomplished on your behalf, you wouldn't be so afraid of the enemy that isn't even there. He's already defeated. He's already gone. He heard the chariots, he heard the chariots, he heard the army, he saw the God that was bigger than him. You don't have to defeat him. You don't have to intimidate him. You don't have to work your way out of this thing. You just have to walk your way out of it. And it's so difficult, it's so difficult for intelligent people, I know. I'm one of them. I sympathize, I sympathize with all you intelligent people, it's difficult. Because, you know, we, we're used to leaning on an arm of our intelligence. We're used to leaning on the arm of our ability to rationalize and figure things out. Because this, this right here has got us out of some jams. This right here has helped us out. This right here has, has, has got us some jobs and has got us some prosperity. This thing, this thing right here that God gave us. We, we're so used to using this thing. But man, but then God says, why don't you make a move and go walk into the camp unarmed? And we're like, oh... Oh, how's that, how, how's that work? How's that gonna happen, right? We're, we're, we, we end up just like that guy. We have a guy in our head saying, hold on a second, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're so used to leaning on that arm that when God says move, we say, yeah, but okay, but first, 
Let's get a plan together. Let's get something in place. Let's figure out how we're going to be able to stay here. Let's figure out what, what the kids are going to do. Let's figure out, let's wait till they get two more AC units. And, and uh, we'll, we'll see about that once we see pics on Facebook. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like we, start, we start trying to figure, like, okay, well, it's the road. What's it going to look like? And how are we going to fight these guys? Do you, you have a weapon? We haven't, like, but no, it, you got to let go of that arm of, 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 of brilliance of 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 mentality of a you aren't going to think your way out of this you're gonna have to believe your way out you're gonna have to believe your way to freedom you're gonna have to believe your way to holiness you're gonna have to believe your way to salvation even salvation is by faith so it's not something you do you, you it's not something that you have to work it's not something that you have to, you know, be good for three months or whatever. It's not, that's not how it works. You believe your way into it. Every great victory that God has accomplished for you, you will enter through the door of faith, through believing your way into it, not understanding your way through it. And it's difficult for those of us that lean on our intelligence and lean on our ability to, to argue and articulate because God doesn't argue and articulate. He just says about this time tomorrow, uh, there's gonna be all these resources for you. And you're like, mm, well, how's that gonna work? But you gotta let go of the arm of reasoning. I let go of that. It doesn't make any sense that these guys heard chariots and ran off. I mean, this is the cra one of the craziest stories in the Bible, you know, it's like, what in the world? But, but it happened and the guys who believed it got to eat it. They were outcasts. They were homeless. The homeless got to eat it. The guys in the palace starved to death. And that's the kingdom of God right there. Sometimes you're so falsely secure in your palace. It do you some good to lose some stuff. Because you get desperate. Not desperate in the palace starving but not and not 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 that desperate but these guys man they were they had nowhere to go if you have nowhere to go you are in a good place you're ready to believe in a god who can do the impossible it's when you got so many options that it's so hard because you're leaning on so many arms you're leaning on your bank account and you're leaning on your house you're leaning on your wonderful uh, relationships. You're, le you're leaning on a, a, a great economy in Austin. You're leaning on a great city. Leaning on some amazing breakfast tacos and, and espresso places. I mean, we got so much stuff for us to lean on. And, 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 I, and I love it. That's why we planted a church here because I want to live here. But, but man, at some point, like Jesus... Jesus has got to, you got to lean on Jesus, not a church, not, a, not, not another pastor. You don't know, uh, these, these, some of us, we don't, we, like, like I said, I don't even say things right sometimes. I, I kind of meant it right, but it didn't come out right. And, and so we, I mean, we, we make mistakes just like, just like you all. Got to lean on Jesus. God has fought your battles for you. I haven't fought your battles. I can't hardly fight my own. I need Jesus to fight mine. I can't do anything for you, but God who is rich in mercy, has already accomplished the victory for us. And these guys walk into the, the camp and they see it and they start collecting things. And in verse nine though, they have a realization. It's amazing that the homeless people get this first. They, they said to each other, what we're doing is not right. What do you mean? You're getting all this stuff that God's given you? What do you mean doing is not right? What we're doing is not right. They said, this is a day of good news and we are keeping it to ourselves. 
amazing how the people who have nothing are often more generous than the guy in the palace. It's just, that's just how it is. But I love that. We are keeping it to ours. We can't keep it until, unto ourselves. And so we're going to move. We're going to move in. We're going to see God move. We're going to move in. But I want to challenge you to move out. To move beyond these walls. I like these walls. We've been, and we're going to continue working on the walls. We're going to get some plaster up here. They're going to be nice walls. Uh, and we're actually going to cover the, 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 <laughs> the insulation up there. There's different things we're going to be doing with the walls. And I love the walls. But we've got to get out of these walls. We can't keep it to ourselves. We can't hold on to the good news of the victory of Jesus Christ. <laughs> to ourselves. It has to be. It has to be for everyone. It has to be for rich people and poor people. It has to be for, for everyone, no matter, no matter what they currently believe or don't believe, no matter what they currently are doing or not doing, no matter what their, what their wounds are, injuries are, prejudices are, it has to be. We can't keep it to ourselves. We have to move out from just this place. We have to use this place as a center, as a beacon to move out into the, the streets and into the downtown areas. Have to. Even just, it was, we've been here for two weeks, been working, 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 working. And every time I'm coming up from Buda, I'm driving up that little road there and I come across church central corner. I don't know what to call that. But it's like church, 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 church. It's like whoa, boom, 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 wow, whoo, and it's like they all got different names, different denominations, and that's awesome. And once again, I want to make sure not to say anything I don't mean here. Uh, we are for all those churches, and I've I've met with several of those pastors. We we pray for them, and part of me is thinking, well, we got a well, church over there. Why do we need a church behind Gaddy's? We got this church, these big buildings, really nice brick. I mean, you know, real brick, not this brick, but like real brick stuff. I'm like, man, it's nice. Like, you know, why, like, like, do we really need another church in this area? But then like, uh, we're, we're, we're hanging out after one of the work nights and Romeo and Jackie, we're back there in the back. There's a, there's a, there's a back door back here where the kids have been building all kinds of forts with plywood and stuff. Super safe. Um, <laughs> ish. And so we're back there. We're just kind of cleaning it up a little bit. And we're, we're looking over. There's a field. There's a field right, right over here. And just beyond the field, um, uh, I was, I, 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 I forget what we were talking. We we're talking about like where we live and stuff and where we have lived. And, and Romeo's like, man, I used to live right there. And I'm like, what? Like, there's no house there. There's no house there. And he says, no, no, at giddy, giddy ups, giddy, giddy ups. Just, I'm, I'm a little turned around, but this is the back. Giddy ups is just, just right down there. You know, and he used to spend so much time there. Used to, used to spend, used to, used to, used to. And I realized, wait a minute. Wait a minute, we got a thousand churches and Giddy Ups is still open? That's still in business? People are still addicted to stuff they shouldn't be addicted to? And I'm not saying one beer is bad, but living there is not good. <laughs> I just, and, 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 and you know, and, and uh, man, if, 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 look, if, if bars are still open, we need more churches. 
If pornography shops are still open, we need more churches. If sex trafficking is still happening, we need more churches. If there's still homeless people around here, we need more churches. And I said, okay, I guess we need a church back behind Gaddy's. Until some of these places get shut down, until some people get saved, and they don't need that anymore, and they don't want that anymore, and they don't need that. All the, all the stuff they used to do is just the stuff they used to do. Until God gets the glory and he gets the hearts of everybody in this town, we need more churches. And if somebody wants to come plant a church right next to us, there's an empty space right here. We'll welcome them. We'll help them set up because we need more churches. We don't need less churches. We need more churches. We can't keep this to ourselves. I love what freedom the Romeo has found and many others have found in here. But man, it can't stop at us. It can't stop. It can't stop here. It's got to go out. We have to let other people know of this victory that God has accomplished and all the resources that's available to them. All the peace that's they're trying to find it and they're starving to death. They're trying to find it and they're star they're drinking poison because they can't find peace. They're, 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 they're shooting up poison because they can't find peace, because they can't deal with all of the, 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 the junk the enemy has put on their life since the time they were kids. They haven't been able to get free of it. And so they're going to every other option. They're drinking out of every dirty well that they can find because they can't find anything clean. They can't find it. They can't eat anything decent. They're eating whatever they can. And they got to know about all of this, this treasure that we've found can't be ours alone it can't be ours alone it can't be so they returned and told the people they reported it and that's when the people came in and got fed and so that's my challenge to you is to make a move this is obviously a city chapel move um, coming into this building and we're still in process obviously but man I'm telling you, God is on the move with everything that he's done in just two weeks with a bunch of nameless servants just working so hard. And it's been, I mean, that's, that, that's what's been so touching for me is uh, somebody, uh, Michelle and I were talking last night and she's like, man, it's going to be awesome. I'm talking about today. And I said, yes, absolutely. I said, but you know what? It already is awesome. Like if we don't even have church tomorrow, what I've seen today is awesome. I've seen the church. Like I've seen them come together on that day, but I mean, throughout all the two weeks, uh, people coming coming in during the day, spending hours painting stuff, working. We're none of it. Very few of us are do this for a living at all, and we're just trying to figure it out. And then those of us that do took time off their jobs to come all day and work. Like they just put jobs off so they could come in. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm, for me, it's like, man, they're making a move. Yeah. It's not just us moving into a place. They're making a move closer to God. They're making a move, putting him Lord over their time, over their talents. They're giving Jesus back what he created. They're just handing it back to him. That's what it is to make a move. It's to return, to return the body that God gave you back to him to return the heart that God gave you back to him, to return the money that God gave you back to him. And it doesn't even have to be this church. If, 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 uh, uh, if this isn't your flavor, that's all right. Make a move. 
make a move. Get, get, make, move into the amazing resources that God has for you. The plans that he has for you, the, the forgiveness he has for you, the joy that he has for you. I'm telling you, it is going to be in community, though, because when we move in, we also move in with other people. We also move together. We move closer together. And as we move closer together and closer to God, that's when we start to receive the stuff that we've been lacking in our life and missing. We find it so that, so that even while, while, while we're working, I think it was Victor who was talking to, he was saying, man, he's like, this is more fun than work. And... Uh, and it, 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 it has been because everyone's been joyful. Everyone, there's not been any attitudes. No prima donnas are allowed. And uh, we, just, we, don't, we don't do that, man. We're, we're all working together. We're happy. We're joyful. We're, we, I mean, if you're a little slower than, than me, then you're really slow. But if you're, you know, if you're really slow, that's fine. You know, we like, like we're just like, there's three things we've accomplished this week. One is the past two weeks. One is create a space. The other is create a community. And the other is prepare a place for God's presence. And that's, that's what we're doing here. And so I want to challenge you, make, make a move in those directions. Move, move down, get some roots down, get some, get some roots down. Just like we were actually screwing things down to the floor. You know, we're not tearing down today at the end of service, by the way. I just let you know. And I'm happy about that, but, but man, like, I want you to make a personal move that you don't have a set up and tear down faith. Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, Sunday morning, we set it up. Sunday afternoon, we take it down. I'm just saying, I could get preaching on that one. You don't want to set up and tear down faith. You want, you want to screw something to a wall. You want to bolt something down. You want to make some changes that, are, that your kids can grow up under a different roof than you grew up under because you created that roof. Anyway, you got you to gotta build something. Let's go. Let's make a move. Let's go. You can't just stay at set up and tear down life. Man, we got to make a move. And it's, sometimes it might just start with a simple decision that God's challenging me right now. God's speaking to me about a decision. It could be just to put my faith in him for my forgiveness of my sins, for one. For two, it might be put my faith in him for the sanctification, for the, the continuing work of the Holy Spirit in my life, for true freedom from, from this stuff that just keeps finding me. The other one might be a commitment to a community of faith. You know, I've been out of community for so long. I've been looking for a perfect community. And every time I found one, I joined it. And then it wasn't perfect. <laughs> it's funny how that happens. Strange. Just saying. But no. Maybe just say, you know what? If it's not City Chapel, maybe it's something. Maybe it's one of these other churches right down the road. I mean, literally, Big Baptist Church down there, Little Baptist Church there, Methodist Church, Lutheran Church. Uh, there's another one. Uh, they, maybe those. Maybe that's where God's calling you to go. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put some roots down. I'm gonna s- screw something in. I'm gonna bolt something down. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get permanent. Scripture says those who are rooted and grounded in the Lord will flourish. Anyway, I'm gonna get to that sermon later about how you can't keep digging up the seed. You have to just let it sit down there in the dirt because you keep pulling it up. It doesn't. It just doesn't work that way. Just leave it, leave it there. Just have faith. 
You can't see it. So, so for some of you, it may just be, man, I've been out of Christian community for so long. I came to this crazy church today because they're in a warehouse and whatever. And, and I, wanted to, I wanted to drive around a parking lot for a while. And, and uh, you know, <laughs> maybe that's you. But God's calling you, man, to, to get connected to a community. We're not perfect, but we are, we are perfect together. We come together. We, 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 we lock in together. And we walk together. We figure it out together. We repent to each other. And you can send an email to the pastor, and the pastor will really read it a whole bunch of times and really think about it. And we'll say, you know what? You're right. I didn't talk about that enough. Because that's what we are. Because I'm, I'm, I'm on this stage just so you can see me. That's all. I'm not any higher than you. We're, we're, we're walking this thing together. Nobody, nobody congratulate me, man. It's a, this is a congratulations to you all. This is something you all have done. And I've been praying for you, walking with you, doing what I can. But man, you guys, this is the church. He's the head. I'm just, I'm under him. But you need to make a commitment to an imperfect body, to an imperfect church and say, I'm going to connect with that. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me for just a minute? I'm getting ready to wrap up. But before we do, I just want to challenge you to, to make a step. And I don't mean come down here to the front and and kneel, although if that's what God's telling you to do, by all means, it's available to you. But for many of us, I mean, just simply, make, it's, this is a heart step. All right, it's a heart thing. And so it's in your heart that you, that, that you make a, dis, a decision. Scripture says that it's, it's uh, with the heart we believe and with the tongue, with the mouth we confess. So it's gotta be in your heart, it's gotta come out of your mouth. And if God's leading you in your heart right now to make a move, I'll tell you what, if God's leading you to make a move of salvation, to put your trust in him for your salvation, and that's in your heart and you feel that, would you just, I mean, we're not looking around or anything, but would you just raise your hand and say, that's me, God's speaking to me and I'm making a move today. I'm gonna make a move. That's awesome. Around here, we, yeah, we just, we don't mind raising hands. We're, we're, we're basically reaching up to heaven saying, God, I need you. So would you just pray with me?